This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is February 20th, 2023. I am Vince Russo, and this is Breaking Down the Attitude Era, hour by hour. Tonight's show is Season 6, Episode 6, from February 9th, 1998. And this was a homecoming of sorts, because... This show took place at Roberts Stadium in Evansville, Indiana. And you guys know that is where I went to school at ISUE at the time. It has since become USI. And I believe this is the only show we did, of the only television show we did in Evansville when I, when I was the uh, head writer. My wife had to remind me about a bunch of family came to that show. I didn't even remember any of that, to be honest with you. I do remember my good friend Flounder uh, coming backstage for a couple of minutes. I think it was Flounder and Beans. I think they came backstage for a couple of minutes. But my wife said her uh, entire family came to the show. So there was a lot of people here. I don't believe Robert Stadium is in business anymore. I think it was shut down, but you know, Robert Stadium Evansville, bro, this was um um this was old time wrestling, man. USWA used to go to a Robert Stadium. You know, Evansville was really really a wrestling town. And I think you're going to see a lot of that during this show. Guys, I have 1 2 3 for five pages of notes for this show. Because this show did a couple of things well. Uh, one thing extremely well that I will tell you about. But um, the show opens up a little differently, bro. We had uh, Sonny dressed as Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday. And this was about the 80th anniversary of classy Freddie Blassie. They did um, Sunny Up Like Marilyn. She sang great. She did a good job. She had the iconic white dress that blew up at the end. You know, Vince, Vince really always paid tribute to those who worked for his dad, bro. I've, I've got to say that. I've said that before in the past, man. He was very, very loyal to the legends who worked under his father, Vince Sr., and uh, Freddie Blassie would have been one of them. But this is a celebration of Blassie's 80th birthday. From there, we go to a great package reminding us of the heat from last week uh, where they tied up DX, tied up Austin in the ropes, Um Sean had Austin by the face. 
and he kept, uh, you know, repeating the same thing over and over and over again to Steve Austin. So reminding us of the heat, if you, for whatever reason, missed last week's show, you're getting it right here. Um, We then open up with Austin's breaking glass. Here he comes, bro. We have a tendency of doing this. We open it up right where we left off last week. Uh, That is episodic television. Austin's talking about Sunday Nowhere Way Out is going to be a four-on-four match. But he's he's calling DX and Shawn Michaels out to the ring tonight, right now. Why wait till Sunday? DX, of course, comes up on the Titantron laughing, and I know without a shadow of a doubt, um, I wrote uh, Sean's part because Sean says, Austin, look at you. You are all revved up with no place to go. And, of course, I am paying homage uh, to the great Meatloaf, who I was a huge, huge, huge fan of. Uh, Sean reminds Austin, I call the shots around here and just give me one more, one reason to come out to that ring. One reason why I should come out there. Austin says, because I have something of yours. He says, I have your heavyweight belt of which Sean laughs because he's got his belt bag in the back. He opens it up and it reveals that there is a toy belt around there and Austin says I will give you this belt but you're going to have to ask me this sets up the entire show bro this is the cliffhanger for the entire two two hours and you are going to see how this angle is carefully crafted throughout the entire show, mostly by the great uh, Jim Ross man who just weaves it throughout the entire two hours. And I'm going to show you how that takes place. Uh, We have a sunny music and entrance. She is the guest ring announcer again, man. Remember I've said we really didn't have anything for Sonny at this moment, and I hate that, bro. I hate that we didn't have anything for. You know, a good writer, a good creator, a good producer should always have something for everybody, but this is the time she is in that guest ring announcer uh, slot because we're just trying to get Sonny out there in front of the people because Sonny was over and got a good pop. We have our match with LOD against Barry Windham and Double J. Of course, Cornette, no glasses ringside. So uh, I'm betting the farm that he's going to get involved in this match. Uh, and, And right off the bat, man, JR says, sometime tonight, Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels are going to cross paths. Now, guys, I I told you when I was working with LOD, guys, when you had wrestlers like LOD or when I got to WCW and you had a wrestler like Goldberg, 
And they have reached such incredible heights. Man, bro, it was really, really difficult to book for them because where do you go, bro? Bro, let's face it, man. When you're at the mountaintop, there's only one place to go. There comes a point where you just can't get any higher. And I felt that a lot in working with LOD. But, bro, I also felt there may there were problems in the front office, man. You know, I've made no bones about this. Uh, Hawk was dealing with his demons at the time. I don't know if contract and money was coming into play. I don't know. But after watching this show, I can confirm that something is up because JR was kind of burying LOD a little bit. First, he says that, you know, LOD needs to change their game. And then he says they've lost a little bit of their swagger. And LOD has lost a step. JR is not saying that for no particular reason. So either they're having issues with Hawk, either there's contractual problems, either maybe LOD feels they're worth a little bit more than JR feels they're worth, but they are definitely, definitely taking some digs at LOD here. Um, of course, Cornette with no glasses gets involved. He winds up nailing Hawk in the back with the racket. And um, Bradshaw hits the ring for the save. And this turns into a disqualification against um, uh, Legion of Doom uh, because of... Uh, Bradshaw's involvement in the match. Then JR tells us we have heard that DX has a plot and China is involved in that plot. Somehow, some, somehow we see a little footage there in the DX locker room. They are plotting against Austin, bro. So you see how the thread is continuing out at the end of every segment. We come back with a match against uh, Pierre, against Henry Godwin. JR is talking about China's plot, bro, because we know people are going to tune out of this match. Very, very impressive move with Pierre uh, diving over the top rope, man. For a man his size, this was a very impressive uh, move. JR continues to hit Austin and Sean. Sh- and he says, it's going to happen tonight, folks. I'm telling you, the cross, the, 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 the roads are going to cross tonight. I had to chuckle a little bit, bro, watching Henry Godwin wear his Confederate flag, uh, understanding that that would not fly in 2023, and the Godwins go over. From there, bro, we go to the back, and China is recruiting the Los Barriquas. She is speaking Spanish to them, and she tells them a couple of times, see or no, see or no, yes or no. There's a handshake between Savio and China, so 
they make an agreement. I guess the Bariquas are going to take out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, JR continues to tell that story. We then have an X Division match. Guys, I hated these X Division matches. I just did, bro. You know, I, I hate them now. I hated them then. You know, to me, it's an exhibi- uh, you know, uh, exhibition. It is a circus, so lay just high-flying maneuvers. This was really the start of it. But as I said, bro, back then you had a match dedicated to that. Not the entire program, bro. So it was okay as a standalone match, even though I wasn't a fan of these matches. You had Pantera and Brian Christopher against uh, Aguila and Taka Michinoko. Um, I want you guys to know, I am not fast-forwarding through any of this. I am watching this complete show, bro, because I am listening to the commentating and the announcers. And if there is anything they say that I need to tell you, I want to make sure I get it. And that is why I'm watching every minute of this show, guys. I'm not fast-forwarding through matches. Um, uh, gosh, bro, I, I think I think the heels went over, bro. I don't even remember. Uh, see, I already forgot about this match. I don't even remember, bro. I think the heels went over. A lot of high-flying in the match. Um, Yeah, the heels went over. Uh, I think uh, Pantera put a foreign object in his mask and knocked out Taka Michinoko. But as the match is going on, JR is making it clear. Our cameras are with China in the back. And, bro, something happened here you're not going to see. That often going forward, I promise you, there was actually a commercial break during this match. And I think we got to the point, bro, where we did away with commercial breaks during matches for good. And I would not be surprised if this is one of the last times you'll see this. Uh, We come back with an on-camera, a reset. Kevin Kelly, JR, they are resetting the Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels story that is carrying out throughout the entire night. Then we have Vane's music and entrance. But I really feel this was one of the weaker uh, Kane, Paul Bearer promos. Obviously, bro, we're trying to promote um, No Way Out. Big pay-per-view this Sunday. Kane is wrestling Vader. Um, we get some good close-ups on Kane's, you know, facials and those eyes. But then there's an, an, an alarm clock with Vader time on the clock uh, that they wind up setting on fire. Um, Paul Bearer tried to do the absolute best he could with this. This was a flat promo. This was a flat segment. Uh, Definitely some kind of pizzazz should have been added to this. We go to our next match, which is 
uh, Shamrock and Chains against Rock and Farouk. Uh, JR talks about Gordon Soley during this match. A shout out to the great Gordon Soley. Um, I, guys, I tell you this all the time, man. Brian Lee was a great creative mind in the business. I, I know guys like Road Dog and Austin used to constantly pick Brian Lee's brain. Dude had a great personality, great human being, great dude. But as I said, bro, demons, man. Demons, bro. We have our match, which turns into a brawl because Shamrock, our meta ringside, the um, eight ball and skull ringside, the rest of the nation, it turns into a brawl. Bro, back then, people went nuts when a ball bro- uh, broke out. An, uh, absolutely nuts. And, and again, it, it always worked, bro. If a brawl would break out, people went nuts. And here a ball breaks out, people go goes nuts. Um, basically, uh, Shamrock gets hit in the face, bro, with a chair from Rock. I mean, in the face, bro. And uh, it enabled Farouk to go over. Shamrock comes to, he loses it. This is where I think we went on our run of Shamrock totally snapping. He winds up going after his partner, Chains, um, Eight Ball and Skull. Everybody's got to hold him down, Ahmed. But this is where um, Shamrock totally snaps. Bro, that chair shot was brutal. I mean, literally, it was directly to the face. From there, bro, we are promoting, and we promoted this at the top of the show. I forgot to mention it. The Mike Tyson press conference is going to take place up next. Uh, Here's where Vince finally announces, bro, there's not going to be a match. Mike Tyson is going to be the enforcer at WrestleMania Bro, this is one of the best well-done press conference I've ever seen because Tyson was there, so there was legitimate press. Uh, Shawn Michaels, bro, is taking shots at everybody during this. He's pulling no punches. Uh, You know, he compares Tyson and Vince McMahon to the uh, Latrell Sprewell and P.J. Carlissimo um, story that was taking place. If you remember, bro, both of them played for the Knicks at that time. Uh, Carlissimo was the coach. Latrell Sprewell was a player. Sprewell wound up attacking uh, P.J., Uh, And that was the news at the time. And Sean is tying it in, comparing them to Tyson and Vince. And then Sean makes it clear. And this is where this really started. Sean says, I don't lay down for anybody, bro. Is he teasing that he's not going to do a job to Austin? Does he just want us to uh, think? He's not going to do a job for Austin, and I think uh, 100% that's what he is. 
Bro, Warner Wolf, who was a sports legend in the New York area at that time, asked a question, and he asked uh, Mike Tyson if he's going to tape up his fists. So, you know, if he has to hit anybody, he doesn't hurt himself. And Sean really took exception to this. And he fired back at Warner Wolf. He goes, what, do, do we tape up our hands? You know, basically, what are you insinuating? That this is uh, this this is fake? What we do is fake? And Sean really laid into Warner Wolf. I don't think that was part of the show, guys. I really don't. I don't think Vince would have let the legitimate press in on the act. But Sean, like I said, bro, he is not pulling punches with anybody. Then uh, Austin cuts a promo on Tyson, and Tyson says, man, bro, you're so angry, man. You got so much hate in you. You got to learn to love people, man. You should try to love somebody. Bro, Triple H behind him is cracking up. Like, Triple H can't even help it. Um, I have a note here, bro. This is one of the best press conferences I've seen. Sean and Austin, of course, wind up getting into it. The enforcer, Tyson, is standing between them. Very, very believable press conference, bro. And maybe because you're not seeing wrestling marks, bro. You know, Warner Wolf is the real deal, bro. Everybody knows Warner Wolf. And from there, they're showing all the press that this press conference got over the week. I had a pop because one of the stories was from the slammer in the Daily News. Uh, JR again says, up next, our cameras are with China. Then we see a shot of China with the, in the back following um, the cameras following China. We see the lost Bariquas. We uh, they jack up Harvey Whippleman. They are looking for Austin. Uh, they're in the men's bathroom, bro. They're shooting uh, China from behind. Massive, massive. What a freak, freak, freak of nature. No Austin, bro. The story continues. We go to the ring. Uh, Blackman's in the ring with some glow-in-the-dark kendo sticks. He's going through a whole routine. He's wrestling recon tonight. I remember this, bro. Uh, Kurgan music plays. We drop a huge pulpit to the ground, and the uh, jackal, is reciting a promo throughout the entire match between Recon and Blackman. Don Callis, bro, I got to tell you, man, he was absolutely great on the mic, cutting a promo. This was a lengthy promo. He was not repeating himself. He was keeping it uh, um, fresh. But, man, I got to tell you, bro, this was a uh, this was a slap in, t- of the, in the face of the two performers because all the attention was on Callis and they weren't paying any attention to the match. That's disrespectful 
to the boys. And I know this was my idea. And if I had the chance to do it all over again, I would not have done it this way. It took all the focus off the match, bro. And that is wrong. Absolutely wrong. Um, from there, uh, Blackman goes over. Callis slaps a recon. Um, but, bro, I got to tell you, booking for Callis for me was just an uphill battle. That's why I was trying to do everything because I liked them, but the dude was not liked. Um, he was not liked by the office. He was not liked by the boys. And it was a constant uphill bot battle in me trying to, to help Don get over. From there, bro, we go to the New Jage Outlaws. Billy and Road Dog come to the stage. Billy's wearing a Kentucky shirt. And let me tell you something, bro. When you're living in Indiana or going to school in Indiana, they effing hate Kentucky and make no bones about it. The Outlaws are reminiscing about what they did last week to Cactus and Chainsaw saying, let's do it again. They pull a dumpster out from behind the curtain. Uh, Billy says this is model number 69. They roll it off the stage. Again, they have blow-up dolls of Chainsaw and Mick Foley in the dumpster. Road Dog gives CPR mouth-to-mouth. You know, again, bro, I'm going to tell you from a writing standpoint, I'm also going to compare this to the cane. These are not the strongest of segments. This is not a strong segment, bro. Um, And that's on me. But I'm looking for, I'm just looking for different takes, man. I don't want a wrestling match every single week. And the talent, bro, is really doing everything they can to get this over and and, and make it good. Uh, after this um, segment, JR gets something on headsets. Wait a minute. Austin's in the back doing what? Bro, that thread is still going strong. We then come back. We've got Goldust dressed as Marilyn Manson coming out with Luna, Mero, and Sable. Uh, Goldust is face- facing headbanger Thrasher. As you could see, bro, a lot of these matches on this show are weak. Uh, we've not really gotten a lot of people over and stories over to the point of you being interested or invested in every single character. We are still working on that, bro. That is a work in progress. Uh, I had a pop. JR mentions that Michael Jordan was the MVP of the NBA All-Star Game last night. During the course of the match, Sable goes to the back. But then, bro, the fans start chanting and chanting and chanting. And when the heels start cheating... Sable comes out. The people go absolutely bonkers, bro. Um, JR still saying we are still waiting to Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels confrontation. 
Uh, Lawler cracks a couple of jokes during this match about Vince's toupee. Like I said, bro, Sable comes back out. The place goes unglued. Sable winds up Dustin Goldust, who takes a bump and is wrapped up by Thrasher. Then Sable gets into it with Luna. Sable slaps Luna on the ramp. The place is going absolutely nuts, bro. I swear to God, man, when anybody tells me anything about Sable, kiss my ass, bro. Sable was over second right behind Stone Cold Steve Austin. I said it then and I will say it now. That's how over Sable was. Make no bones about it. From there, bro, DX is headed back out to the ring as we go to commercial break. DX comes out talking about the four-on-four match at No Way Out. Austin's glass breaks. Here comes Austin. He hits the ring. DX circles the ring. The outlaws circle the ring. So now we've got a five-on-one situation. And all of a sudden, we hear a chainsaw. Chainsaw Charlie cuts his way through the mat. Chainsaw and Mick come up through the mat. Owen Hart hits the ring from the people. We've got a big, big brawl at the end of the show. The heels powder. This is the main event for No Way Out this Sunday. Um, Again, guys, overall, I'm going to be critical. A lot of the matches were weak. I'm talking from a booking standpoint. We had a weak Kane promo. We had a weak New Age Outlaw promo. But I guarantee you, bro, we kept the entire audience there. JR, with his masterful storytelling, kept everybody there with the Austin Shawn Michaels story. The threading, bro. We saw, I, I guys, I talk about this all the time. A middle, a beginning, a middle, and end threaded throughout. This was done to perfection here. This is how you do it. I felt the press conference was very, very, very strong, but still, bro, not a 10, not a 10. Still a work in progress. A lot of work needs to be done, but I guarantee you. Because of the storytelling, the thread was held throughout the entire show. That's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm going to give you a little teaser of something that we are doing over at Patreon.com, bro. But before we do, I want to tell you a little bit, bro, about my friend Nick Aldis and Mickey James and about their great company and about a great product. And where is my verbiage, bro? It is right here. Because, guys, we have a problem. 
Recent studies have shown that testosterone levels are falling in American men. That's us, bro. Low testosterone is linked to depression, low sex drive, and weight gain. So it's important to stay on top of it. Now, you can go to a TRT clinic, but that's expensive. It's awkward and not necessary. You just need to stimulate your body's own testosterone production. And you can do that by checking out the ultimate test stack at LegacySubs.com. The majority of testosterone releases during sleep, which is why the ultimate test stack features their best-selling sleep aid, Recovery PM. Test X9 then stimulates the testosterone. T-Assist inhibits estrogen. And with Recovery PM, you'll get the best night's sleep you ever had. All of these natural supplements are working together, bro, to build your testosterone. You're going to feel like a new man after trying the ultimate X, the ultimate test stack for 30 days. If you don't believe me, bro, just check out all the verified five star reviews on top rated. Legacy Sports is founded by three time world champion Nick Aldis, 10 times women's champion and future Hall of Famer Mickey James. And they personally use these products themselves. If you need more insur- more assurance, they're NSF certified, third-party lab tested, made in the USA in an FDA-inspected facility. All the bases are covered, bro. This is legit. This works. And because you listen to this show, you can save 10% off your entire order at LegacySubs.com right now by using the code BRAND, all caps, B-R-A-N-D, guys. Come on, man. You're feeling depressed, sex drive low, tired, gaining weight. This is for you. That's LegacySubs.com, L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. It's time for you to level up with legacy. And I'm also going to tell you it is time for you to watch our latest show on patreon.com. Check it out. Hold, Hold on. on. Why, Why is it doing to me? Hold, Hold on. Okay. It is time for you to check out our latest show on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Hey, mom, I'm doing a podcast in the basement. You don't want to miss it, guys. Check that out where we start breaking down Mark Podcast, bro. 
one by one. And this week, it's that Yahoo from WrestlingInc.com, bro. Houseman, check it out, bro. If you love castrating the marks, you will love that show. That is it, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all next week.